How does who we were help us understand who we are? That's the question we're discussing today on the Hear the Story presented by The Gospel Project. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Hero of the Story, a podcast to help you explore the big story and big truths of Scripture. I'm Brian DeBozik, and with me is Aaron Armstrong. Aaron, today we are talking about new identity of the believer on this episode. Uh, It goes right back to what we talked about on the last episode. If anybody's listening and and heard that one, again, you heard us leading into this one, that we're going to be talking about something really similar for these next three episodes. We're in the middle episode of three. Um, but we're going to take a little bit different nuance this one. We're going to talk about new identity of the believer, but as our leading question kind of hints at, um, there are two ways to look at this, who we are now, that new identity, but also to look back at our old identity is really helpful as well. And so to put a little bit different uh, angle on it this episode, so we don't basically say the same thing things or similar things as last episode, we're going to kind of do that as well. We're going to kind of look backwards of who we were and that contrast, that sharp, vitally important contrast. So as always, um, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and read the uh, essential doctrine, summarize it. We'll look at some passages and then we'll just talk for a couple of minutes about this one. Sounds good. All right. So when we talk about the the identity of a new believer, this is what we mean. So when a person places faith in Christ, that person undergoes a fundamental change of identity. He or she goes from being an enemy under God's wrath to being welcomed into God's family as a beloved child. The believer in Christ is declared righteous on account of Christ's perfect life and substitutionary death and resurrection. No longer is the person a slave to sin, defined by past failures or present struggles. The person has been delivered from the realm of darkness and now belongs to the kingdom of light. And anyone who is in Christ is a new creation in whom the old sinful self has passed away and the new redeemed self is alive and progressing, becoming more and more like Christ. So this doctrine is really about how we are radically changed by the gospel to the degree that we are literally called a new being. Yeah, this radical change, and and that's something that is so important that we understand. I, I am prone to say it this way, that God didn't have an easy day when, when we were saved. It, it, it wasn't just a minor change or a minor tweaking. It was a radical change in who we are. Uh, we were desperate sinners in need of complete overhaul, all of us. And so to appreciate that, it's not popular in many senses of our culture to think this way, but we have to push against that and really uh, sit in this idea of who we were apart from Christ. And the more ugly we see that to be, which is closer to the reality, the more beautiful the gospel is to us. We can understand its beauty. So let's look at a few places we see this in scripture. I'll go first and and draw from two in Ephesians chapter two, actually, the beginning of it and a little bit later. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3, uh, some people listening probably were immediately thinking of this passage because it's so closely tied to this. 
This is what Paul writes there. He says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of the air, and the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our hearts and flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as the others were also. So notice I tried to emphasize in in that reading the past tense nature that Paul brings to bear in that, who we were. It's still true of anybody who's not regenerate. It was true of us before Christ, but it is no longer true because we're in Christ. We're a new creation. And in Ephesians 2, uh, verse 19, he continues a little bit with a little bit different imagery here. He says, so then you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of God's household. So again, the first part of that, you can kind of think of the transition from sinners to saints. Here we go from foreigners to citizens. Uh, And again, this sharp contrast. Aaron, you and I have have traveled abroad. Um, There's something about when you are a foreigner in a different land, even even a great place to visit, you're not at home. You, you know, you, you don't belong there. Um, your passport's different. I'm feeling very attacked right now, Brian. I'm, I am thinking of Canada, yes. specifically, well, my trips to Canada. You, so you're talking about my life, though, too. You know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, you are a foreigner in a strange land, mm-hmm. and you can emphasize whatever you want in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there's something, when you come home, um, there's something, this is where you belong, mm-hmm. and you're no longer a foreigner. You're now a citizen. And so that is that pales in comparison to the idea that Paul is presenting here about, about God's kingdom. We are foreigners in the kingdoms of the world. We are at home in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that is a fundamental change. Before Christ, we were not at home in God's kingdom. We are foreigners. We are outcasts from it. So sinners to saints, foreigners to citizens. What are some other places uh, that we see this in Scripture uh, that we can tie into you being a foreigner? I don't know that we can tie this next one into that unless you really want to say something particularly nasty about my uh, my home country. <laughs> but uh, but the next one is uh, Colossians 1.13, uh, which says that he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And so our Canadian listener uh, may have, uh, may take issue with your suggestion that uh, Canada is the domain of darkness there, Brian. Well, I mean, if you go really north into Canada, well, I mean, isn't sure. it, doesn't it stay dark like all day long, like parts of Alaska, <laughs> it's same thing? It gets pretty dark. It, it, yeah, there, there are days when there's either 24 hour, when there's real close to 24 hour light. Or real close. See, to that's a word picture. You got to go super high up. That's a word picture. That's how we tie Canada into this. <laughs> it's a, it's a stretch. It is. It's a stretch. So, um, but you know, it's not a stretch. This next verse is not a stretch at all. This one is the most on the nose um, of them all, um, and really talking about this idea of of the old giving way to the new, um, which is Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Um, I really like, um, uh, I really love, you know, if there is one place that I would love to see the CSB that we've been reading through make one tweak, 
it would just be in the in verses like this where they would go back to using the the term behold <laughs> because it just it just sings yeah so well in this place to say the old has passed away behold the new has come <laughs> and it is uh it it conveys something um just deep within my heart but uh uh, I enjoy NC as well. So well, from now on, when when I arrive in a meeting, you're in air, and I will introduce myself that way. Behold, I am here. Fantastic! Just, that will go really well on Zoom. Just meetings. to make your heart happy. All right, <laughs> thank you. Let's talk about cautions or areas of understanding uh, that need a little bit more attention with this one. And again, we're not going to go terribly deep in this because a lot of this we've already covered in a, in a prior episode and next episode, but just a little bit. Uh, the yeah. first one, and again, we, we even intimated this, but let me just say it again to be clear. Um, we have talked about this concept of union in Christ, identity in Christ from a positive aspect, by and large, as we should. I think that should be the emphasis. But we cannot neglect that what we would call the negative part of this as well, who we were. And again, the more we appreciate this change, the better off we are. We were not good people that the gospel made better. We were wretched sinners that the gospel saved, trusting in Christ saved. Uh, we were trained wrecks before this. So what we want to do is we want to look back and, and appreciate that. This also, we're going to mix these up a little bit, Aaron. We're going to kind of cover the difference this doctrine should make at the same time, I think, because these overlap. Well, that's fine. But this one, um, you know, we also have to be careful how we speak of ourselves now. Uh, there's a tendency, especially of recent time, to really speak down on ourselves as believers. Um, I'm just a messed up sinner. I am just, you know, I'm a basket case. There's some truth to that, that we still sin, that we still have issues. But no, you're not a messed up sinner. You're, you're a saint. Uh, you are forgiven. You are righteous. And so I think we need to be careful and walk this balance that we don't want to speak so lowly of ourselves that we dismiss this really important fundamental change we're talking about, this doctrine. At the same time, I think this is a response to what has happened before, where we talk too well of ourselves. Uh, we get haughty in, in our own estimation and, and think we are you know, the best things walking around. And so I think it's, as often happens in the church, this, the pendulum swings too far in opposition as a response. Um, I think it would be wise of us to sit in the middle and be quick to acknowledge our sinfulness, that we still struggle with sin, but also revel in the reality that we are righteous, that we're forgiven. Those positional truths matter. And I think people we're discipling especially need to hear both. If we're just feeding them a constant diet of woe is us, they are not seeing the beauty and the power of the gospel as if we're always declaring how wonderful we are, they're not seeing our ongoing need for Christ to purge us of sin so we live who we truly are. Just just sitting in this for, for a second, I think it's really important that, you know, as we talk about the, you know, remembering who we, we are and... Uh, looking at ourselves ourselves rightly that we that we really do remember that whenever we talk about who we were we talk about who we were first and foremost so we can have a tendency and this uh, this really speaks into our next 
uh, next, uh, our next and semi-final thing that we want to want to address in this in this episode, but uh, and in this discussion, but um, when we look at who we were before Christ, we need to uh, we need to guard our hearts in a couple of ways. One is that we don't project, and the other is that we don't is that we uh, guard our hearts against looking down on people who are who are lost who are far from Christ right now. So one of the things that's that's tricky is because we are the unusual people and the mixed bag of things uh, that we all of us humans are. We can actually take this truth, this beautiful truth of being a new of a new believer, having a new identity um, as a believer being a new creation. And we can twist that around and create some kind of weird spiritual pride. Yeah. As if we have anything to do with it. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is is when we talk about so many of the doctrines that we've talked about, about, um, you know, salvation, about different aspects of salvation and what God has done to rescue us. When we talk about the gospel, the last thing in the world that anyone should be about those things is prideful. Yeah. But, you know, pride finds a way, much like life. So, um, and dinosaurs. I was going to say, and, that, uh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So, life, uh, life finds a way. So, um, <laughs> anyway, um, but but this is this is that point, right? Is that um, we can we find ways to be prideful about just about anything, and so we can. Uh, so we need to have a we need to judge ourselves with right judgment, and so that means that we don't think too highly of ourselves, but we don't have hold ourselves in too low an estimation. But when it as well, but when we look at others, we need to be very very wise and thoughtful and considerate of how we see others. We don't see people who are far from God, who are, um, who are either conversely really struggling in their sin or are reveling in it. We don't look at them with harshness. We should, we should, we should look at them with, and we don't we also don't look at them with pity we look at them with love and so with compassion and so what that what that practically means for us is is that we need to in our new identity we need to come alongside people who are still in the midst of being within their old identity that doesn't mean that we engage in sinful behavior but we do form relationships yeah we do basically what Jesus did, <laughs> more or less, where we show compassion to to those um, that, you know, very often he described more as being sheep without a shepherd than um, than as willful, wicked rebels. Yeah. Um, and so we treat people that way. We pursue them in love with the gospel, knowing who they are, knowing where they where they're at, knowing what their needs are, so that they too can experience new identity through faith in Christ. Yeah, and I think that's a, a good place to wrap this episode up, Aaron. Uh, again, it's a good word. Uh, we're going to continue this discussion. Again, it's kind of we're going to move from a part two to a part three in a way. 
next episode, we're talking about the bride of Christ. And, and we already referenced that some in our last episode, Union with Christ, but we're going to come back and, and visit that again. So let's just call it here uh, for today. I do want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, please do leave a sincere five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to the show. And for more resources to help you focus your ministry in the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com. 